How do you start a podcast? I kind of want to beatbox because I feel like I feel like I haven't done that yet. And I said I was going to do something different every week. But I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like it's a very vulnerable moment for me. I mean, why not? It's a podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like pretty vulnerable at this point. People know a little bit about me. So should I just like get a little... They lay down. That's really bad. (laughs) That's awful. That is... I apologize to our listeners out there. Um, That was bad. But if you are a listener who does rap and you made a sick beat or dropped a sick line from that beat, let us know at... uh, Humbly speaking pod at gmail.com. We will try to feature it somehow. We'll we figure totally it out. Do that. We'll figure it out. We could totally do that. We'll, we're technology. Yeah, we're, we know enough about technology that we could do it. I'm really excited that I started the podcast with the email instead of saying that I'm going to remember to say it and then yeah. not. Look I, at us growing. <laughs> wow. How you doing, John? It's been uh, it's been. Four weeks. It's been a while, man. Since yeah, we... life's been life's been good. Life's been busy. It's been, uh, you know, it's been great. Yeah, S- school. I started up a summer class, learning all about pharmacology. It's good stuff. What is <laughs> what is that? It's uh, you know, learning about medicine and all the different classes of it. It's um, it, when I say it's fun, I mean it's not fun. Uh, it's it's very busy, but you know, it's important if I'm going to be, you know prescribing medications to people, I should probably know what I'm doing. So it's a very important class, but it's uh, it's a lot. It's only eight weeks, too. I feel like they really, really challenging me. But it's okay. It's going well so far. So, so you're a nurse. I am. Right? Do you find that a lot of people will, when you're working with them, request specific medicines based on like their mm-hmm. own research? Is that a thing? Um. <laughs> Yes and no. I mean, I, it, I, it happens every once in a while. So it, it does happen with like pain meds too. Like some people would be like, oh, can I have this? And you're like, no, you can't because <laughs> that's a little strong for this procedure. Um, uh, but most of the time people don't really know what medications are taken in general, which is a problem. So part of the reason why. You know, I need to be good at educating people on that stuff. So, well, will people get like angry at you because they don't get any medication? Well, I'm not a prescriber. I do give medication. Are you asking like if I don't give them pain meds, are they going to be mad? Well, that or like they don't get prescribed pain meds or oh yeah, get prescribed things. It happens for sure. Yeah, to which I go take it up with the doc. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like. I can't just like give you a prescription for some narcotics and roll with it. You know, not my power. I would get my, I'd be in jail. So I, I want to avoid jail. <laughs> I'm not I, looking forward to that. Cause you know, I, I want to do that. Uh, so I feel like if I go to the doctor and I don't get medication that I've wasted my time in some instance, mm-hmm. I just went to the doctor a couple of days ago for an unrelated issue. Right. And uh, they were like, Oh, you know, it should go away kind of on its own. Mm. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, that's uh, kind of, yeah. It's like it's one of those things where we try not to prescribe like over prescribe stuff, especially like antibiotics. Like, you know, there are certain things that can be controlled, not by medicine. So I think 
it, it is frustrating when you go and they're like, drink water. And you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> thank you. That's, that's what I will do. It wasn't that uh, she told me to drink water. She told me to not drink coffee and beer. Well, that, oh, what's the, so what's the point? No, right. <laughs> uh, so I'm no like, coffee. <laughs> I'm like going through some mad caffeine withdrawals because the amount of caffeine it takes like per day for you to be considered addicted. And I'm not making light of people who are addicted to actual drugs um, is a hundred milligrams, which is one cup of coffee. And I've been drinking. Yeah. And I've been drinking four cups of coffee per day. Dude, that's for the past like six years. That's more than my wife who is like, I find coffee addicted. Like she goes one day and it's like a headache. I had a headache. I was like super irritable yesterday. It was not I'm fun. sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel better today. That's good. I feel better today. I'm glad. I'm still not happy about it. Well, but I feel better. Um, you'll, you'll do well. Speaking of which. I believe you. Uh, it is, it's, it's a monumentous time for us, John. It is. Yeah. All of the, I would, I would guess, tens of billions of rosaries, tens of billions yeah. of prayers. Absolutely. Tens of billions of days of fasting. Have finally paid off in a small win for it's, the pro life movement. Yeah. Roe v. Wade overturned by the Supreme Court. Yeah, given the state's control again. Um it's uh, uh it's a it's a it's monumentous. Like I, I don't I, I remember when it was released, when the leaked first and then when it happened. Um I, I was almost out of words. I didn't have words, you know, it was like one of those things where it's like you never thought was gonna happen, and uh, it, it shows, I guess, um, the power of the prayer and hope, and um, and now it's moving forward, and and now we're um, now we need to you know continue to support mothers and children, and uh, to make this place a great place to, to uh, raise a family, you know, and it's. Um, it's a monumentous day. It's it, it's incredible. I, I, I like I said, I'm I, I I don't know how to describe it. Um, this feeling and the, the the reason I bring it up is when I saw it, you know, it was it was a it was a fist bump for me. I mm-hmm. was working at I was working at the you, time I was checking self, the news. Self fist bump. Um, I was like just overcome with a lot of joy and happiness, but then all of a sudden a very sudden realization that mm. while we have started the fight right it is far from over definitely yeah because we as catholics this is the time to be all in yeah definitely we are definitely called as christians as catholics to be 100 percent in Mm -hmm. this is not a time for towing on the line right until we are at abortion zero and not a lot of people want to hear this right but abortion zero is the goal abortion zero is the teaching of the church yeah we can we can talk about all the stipulations we want to make, all the exceptions we want to make. The teaching is zilch, zero. Mm. And I would encourage if you don't know the teaching of the church on abortion, look at it. It's in mm. the catechism. There is no instance where there can be action taken directly to end the life of a child. I believe it is to pre- if if a. I, I guess this is where the I, the act can never be. The goal can never be to terminate correct. the pregnancy. 
if you are saving the mother's life right. and as a result the baby dies that is permissible that's what i meant yeah. but that is a highly rare case very rare and it's we can't use the rare less case than 1%. to use like proponents of yeah. pro-choice will no, use I'm... the exception to prove the rule right yeah yeah um but the the fight doesn't end because now we need to talk with our representatives to make sure that abortion is still illegal in Wisconsin, that it trickles. I mean, we can only control what we can control, right? right? But this is the time to, like you said, support the great places in Manitowoc that help Amazing families yeah. in crisis. The Crossing, Encourage, yeah. even the Haven, the Men's Place. We need to create an environment where we are supporting young families. We are mm-hmm. supporting families and people in crisis because those people in crisis are the people who l- find no other alternative. Yeah, definitely. I would say um, if you are wondering how you can help, how you can um, help these people in crisis, like donate to them. I, I made a donation um uh, we went through our apartments uh, and we we went through things we just that piled up and I, I brought it to I believe the Haven and and the crossing um, and they were so grateful so grateful um, for all donations anything that you can bring to them so um, if you're wondering how you can help that is where you can help right in the community here if everybody made a small action, Think of every single 32,000 people in Manitowoc made a small action, how much that would grow. And I think that the power of community, the power of prayer, the power of caring for, you know, each other. You know, last week's reading was on the Good Samaritan. It's like, how can I be that Good Samaritan of helping out a stranger, helping somebody out? This is how you can help out. Reaching out to those resources that are in the community, asking I can volunteer, whether it be donations, volunteering inside the building a lot of times you know i know that uh uh, your wife has brought teens to do yard work for these places and you know it's reach out these places are important they do such great work and with where the country direction we we need these places and we need to support these places and also living out what it truly means to be a catholic in your own life if you are a family you need to live. What does it look like for you to be a family? We need to um, show that the nuclear family, right. and not that it's the only way, but the close-knit family, if you are blessed to be a married mm-hmm. mother and father and you've got kiddos and you've got a family, like this is the backbone of the church. Yes. And family yeah. needs to be a focus of the church and we need to make sure that we support anyone in their ability to be a strong catholic family i know i'm gonna botch the quote because you know me (laughs) there's always a part of a quote that like isn't 100 percent accurate (laughs) but i think it's i think mother Teresa has a quote if you want to make a difference start off by like loving your family and it starts in the family and we believe that as catholics um the nuclear family is what makes a difference in the church. It is the it is the backbone. You know, uh, I mean, the backbone is is Christ, right? Like it that is what we're here. But how the church grows is the family, 
And um, so start off by loving your family, supporting your family, and supporting other families around you. Listen to Mother Teresa. She is a saint. She's pretty awesome. She's a saint. So. She did some pretty good stuff, man. Some radically good stuff. Yeah. Some, you know, yeah. she's she's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sorry if that's a hot take. It's probably not, but, you know, it's a hot take. She's pretty cool. So, yeah. Speaking of hot takes, oh, this is a horrible. <laughs> that's a horrible uh, transition to our lovely guest today. No, I think I don't speaking think she, of doing awesome things. Oh, there we go. There we go. This is not a hot take. Not a hot take. Because speaking our guest doing awesome does things. awesome things. Yeah. We're welcoming our guest here. Hi, Jacqueline. <laughs> Hi, guys. I know. you. Really, that was a weird trend. I was like, where are you going with this, man? Like, I had no idea where I was going with it. Speaking of doing awesome things it was right there it was a softball for you <laughs> I, I got i got hooked on the hot take because yeah, i knew that the beginning of the podcast today was going to be spicy there that's okay go. though you know what <laughs> we need some spicy we do we should be spicy we should be super spicy go. the world doesn't want us to be spicy we should be spicy Mm-hmm. I don't think we should talk cat. about our spicy views. <laughs> probably not. This is, this is about as spicy as we get. We got some spicy views <laughs> that would probably get us in trouble. The spiciest we get is, is uh, you know, supporting the teachings the of the teachings church. Of the church. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry uh, if that's too spicy for you. So thank you so much, Jacqueline, for being with us today. <laughs> no um, problem. So we... Initially wanted to have you on, not only because you're an acquaintance and a friend of ours, uh, but that you have this really cool conversion story because you weren't always Catholic. No, not at all. No, I'm actually um, all of a baby. Well, no, I'm a toddler Catholic. That's right. Because I'm like two little. Yeah, not quite two and a half years in. So So what was that journey? What was that journey like for you? Where, Where like where did you start? What were you before you became uh, Catholic? And, and how do you go? How does that go? Um, how do you go from not Catholic to Catholic? Mm, good question. How much time you got? We've got a lot of time. <laughs> we got as much time as you want. As much time as you want. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Uh, so starting out, um, I was born down in Virginia. And, and also if the Southern comes out a little it just I'm hoping does. for the southern I a few, few few little twang words <laughs> but uh um otherwise born in Virginia down around uh Chesapeake and Norfolk area and uh I was raised uh, Jehovah's Witness for a while so that would be the big radical thing of um being raised that and um I guess it just depends on your listeners as to how much you guys actually know about uh Jehovah's Witnesses and um and I mean that and that quote unquote faith (laughs) I I don't know a lot I know that like the birthdays thing right there's no birthdays or like some holidays aren't celebrated like all like all of them I accidentally said Merry Christmas once Mm mm-hmm and I felt kind of bad, <laughs> but I also didn't <laughs> at the same time. We had a student who we could ones. not play any explicit Christmas music when I was a clerk oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, and you maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm sure. The, the crux is based off of the 144,000 from the book of Revelation. Yep. Yep. There's, there's that. Um, now I should preface with anyone listening who um, may know a Jehovah's Witness, uh, 
that's active and all that. Um, my time with Jehovah's Witness was from um, birth until about 16 or so when I was given the freedom to leave um, at that point. So um, that's that's as far as my knowledge of them goes. <laughs> but I'll, I'll do my best to answer whatever questions um, I can or questions you guys might have about it. Um, but basically, the gist of it is if you're given like Catholic versus Jehovah's Witness, uh, well, one, I mean, like many sources view Jehovah's Witnesses as a cult. They don't actually even view them as a form of Christianity. Not really. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, and like if we go down to like to the basics of like, you know, Catholics, I mean, we believe the whole Trini- Holy Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Everything. So um, what they believe Jesus was, which you guys can Google. Google is your friend. Google is my friend. <laughs> um, you, they believe Jesus was just uh, God's agent through which sinful man was reconciled with God. So not like a James so Bond. Like, yeah, I guess if you want to call him that. S- like he's like the coolest James Bond ever. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> learning so much. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, so he, so so he wasn't. They don't believe that he was God. No, no. So like the Holy Trinity, not a thing. No, not a not a thing, not at all. No, they they believe that like that God's name is Jehovah, and so they they like use that all the time. So when they're saying they're Jehovah's Witnesses, they're they're literally claiming that they're God's witnesses Mm. by just even the the title of the name of their that quote unquote faith. Mm. Is the Holy Spirit a thing? No, not really. Not not like not compared to what we know it to be. You know. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I have so, so many questions right now. So that, was actually, that was such a good segue for yeah. you, though, because okay. that was the next thing about like Holy Spirit <laughs> and what like like what if they you saw think my of face it is. Right now, you'd be like, John looks like so weird. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, I don't know what to say. Yeah. So they just like view the Holy Spirit as like as God's active force in the world, okay. but they don't view it to be you know part of a Trinitarian thing. Like, like metachlorians and stars. Mm. Yeah, kind of like oh, it's like the force, you know. <laughs> oh, so okay, oh, so like oh gosh, how does how does then the one hundred forty four thousand feed into this? Um, well, they they totally believe like that that we are currently living in like the final days, like the last days of everything, and that God's kingdom is going to come to Earth, and Jesus is going to be the head of this kingdom, right? Okay, and. And here's where we get into this like hmm <laughs> business is that Jesus is going to lead along with 144,000 administrators. They're they're like human uh court courtlers like okay. they're they're human, you know, actors that are going to guide and like lead paradise with Jesus. Like a manager. <laughs> Like a branch manager for heaven? Uh, yeah, something like that. And it's like, wait a second. No. You okay. know, like, where does it, where do they say that that's a thing so that's going to be in the Bible? Only 144,000 essentially are the people that are going to get into heaven? That are going to be like here on earth in yeah. paradise with Jesus but and are going to be ruling paradise? with Jesus. But it, so like, it is, isn't heaven paradise though? Or is it? I think that's the shtick that like Jesus is the. Okay. CEO and then the 144,000 are the branch managers and then everyone else is just kind of there. But yeah. then, okay. 
like I said, just have so many questions. Do they believe that like people go to heaven then, or like? Well, that's like that's yeah, that's the, that's like the that. like paradise. That's the the paradise is the heaven. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from my loose memory of it, it was like okay, like heaven was coming here to earth. Like paradise was gonna be here on earth. Yeah. And like they don't okay. believe in hell, like at all. Like if you die, and you're not of that church, you're gone. You're just like this blip. <laughs> so <you're gone. laughs> okay, but like so, 144,000 people. So what about the other plus people? plus everyone else who was good, and the hundred forty four thousand are just okay. like managers, and then everyone else is kind of plebs. Okay. okay, I still am very confused. You don't have to understand it. I, it's okay, I, John. Yeah, it's it's true. It, it's confusing because it's confusing. Yeah. It oh, totally. It's totally confusing um, and all that. And like another thing, maybe, yeah. maybe you don't know is that like they don't like well like many um many churches that have you know, the whole protestant movement all that kind of stuff like you know they don't they don't believe that the blood and and the bread they don't believe that that's anything more than a symbol okay. and all that so there's uh, that. based on luther's teachings yeah yeah uh, sure. um and then i think that really like blows my mind is that um it, it, well it blows my mind when people like when i hear that catholics have left the church and actually decided like some have decided to become witnesses i'm like really oh gosh you're like i wish i could talk to them i i would set them down They're like yeah. oh no honey i think you need to understand what you're agreeing to because you are agreeing to never receive god again in your life because they don't they don't receive like not only do they not receive the eucharist but what we know you know as a right. Eucharist, but like even in Protestant churches, they'll still receive something like in a communion. Right, they'll, yeah. they'll still stay like, oh, I'll receive a symbol of. But like Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't. They, yeah. they never yeah. receive anything. In fact, the only ones that can receive something are the elders in the church who are hoping that they oh. are going to be one of those 144,000. Oh, now, this yeah. religion, yeah. quote unquote, has been around since I think it's the early 1920s or so. So if you think about it, like statistically, if all these people that have practiced this since then, like, I don't think there's a spot anymore in that 144,000. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, like, um, aren't the 144,000 already chosen, essentially, then? I would think so. Like, yeah, I mean, and they've made like, various... What's the point, then? No. Like, prophecies and <laughs> stuff know. like that. And these prophecies haven't come yeah. to be and all that with all their okay. end times things. And also, it's like, hmm, like, really? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so at, at, at 16, then... You're given this choice to to leave. So, mm-hmm. why? What is what does that look like? Uh, why did you leave? <laughs> what drove you to make the decision? What happens afterwards? Um, well, a lot of why I chose to leave was what I witnessed uh, with my father. Um, so I'm a I'm a child of divorce, unfortunately, and uh, and yeah, I mean, with my father who is um, very active in the church, um, or in that quote unquote church. Um, and they don't believe in that at all. So he was immediately excommunicated, which is a really like, and this might've just been at the time uh, when this had happened, you know, maybe this is particular to this region or whatever. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt with the JWs that this isn't like their practice mm-hmm. for everywhere. But um, what I witnessed happened to my dad was that he was, I mean, it was just, it was heart-wrenching. Like, mm-hmm. he was, in his mind, very faithful. Mm-hmm. And um, and he 
wasn't even given like the dignity when he kept still trying to go to his quote unquote church. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't let him enter beyond oh, a certain point. Gosh. And, and you know, I was still a member of this. And so was my mother and my siblings. And like we could go farther inside, mm-hmm. but he couldn't. Like he was forced to sit in the coat room and listen over the PA system. Oh, gosh. It's so humiliating. It's, it's humiliating. For, yeah. And, and like yeah, people wouldn't talk to him or anything. They treated oh, him gosh. like he was nothing. Like he wasn't even there. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't see that. Like I couldn't deal with pe- my dad being treated like that. I mean, and so I refused to go inside. I would sit with my dad in the coat room and listen to these people like spout out different Bible verses. And, gosh. and it was just like, this is so hypocritical because mm-hmm. you're not living the words that you were reading. Right. right now yeah, at all you know and it just i don't know that just kept welling up to me in in my heart for like the longest time and then and uh, a practice that witnesses do is they don't baptize their children so no. um at the point of like at the point of 16 i had the choice after going through um oh gosh i want to say it was at least like a year of, of private study with a sister of the church and everything um to be able to like choose do i want to get baptized within the church and then i'm like saying i'm all in right with them or do i want to leave fully knowing what's going to happen if i leave knowing that that they there's so many restrictions on what you can do it, it, it's a, mm-hmm. a a group that like essentially cloisters you mm-hmm. and and growing up in it like all the people i knew that i'd spent my life with were this. So by choosing to leave it, I was choosing to leave behind everyone I knew, my friends and all that were in this. I mean, I was publicly, uh, you know, trained in in school and all that. So I went to public school and had some friends outside of this organization, but um, not that many. Mm -hmm. And also it was, um, it was a very hard decision to make knowing, um, knowing what they did to my dad, seeing how they treated him, knowing that that was exactly what I was setting myself up for was to be treated just like that. And I still, you know, I made that choice. That is, I, I like chills because of the courage, the courage that you showed. Um, I can't imagine first off being 16 years old and having to make that decision, knowing the consequences. Um, so I really have to say that's incredibly courageous of you, knowing that what you're witnessing, what your father went through and choosing essentially the same path mm-hmm. it's uh I, so i i don't have any words besides that that's incredibly brave um because i don't know if i could say i would do the same i don't know um i've never been in that situation so um that's incredible i guess incredible um so you're 16 mm-hmm. you decide to as we've established courageously leave the church essentially yeah that, um that. what happens after you know like what what how happens because you just became catholic a couple of years ago yeah so what are the years like in between there is it searching for that church is it maybe taking time away from faith in general or what does it look like for you yeah well, I would I would love to be able to tell you and like your listeners yeah. <laughs> that like I 
was so like, I'm going to like just go on the spiritual journey and I'm going to seek God out and all that and, and not have any gap years mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. But that would be a total lie. Like <laughs> I, yeah. I was um, so uh, just, um, I was so mistrusting mm. of organized religion, like entirely yeah. untrusting of, of any religion really for for a while for a long while and and all and um and i've had you know i've had certain traumas and things happen in my life because of that um, right. you know at, uh this whole that whole phase um, and the way that i was raised and, and the certain levels of naivete i had about the world because i had been basically you know clustered for so long yeah. <laughs> um and been raised for the type of a world that we don't really have like at all so uh it was a strong learning curve at uh 16 to like figure out okay this is what life is really like the world is really like this and and all and it took a while it took a long while uh, eventually i um i got pulled into the nom- non-denominational churches okay. um got pulled into that uh admittedly i'll admit through a guy but, uh, you know, <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. You know? So he was evangelizing. It happens for a reason. Right. He was yeah. evangelizing. Yeah. He got me to come to church. And um, and it was really through the music because I honestly mm. didn't have much of an interest like in sure. seeking God out at that moment. But I got hooked by the music. I was really good. You know, it's like it, it, it wasn't like the gospels and that sort of thing. It was. um Oh, it, it was this, uh, uh, you know, one of those mega churches okay, and they so have like, like the band, like yeah. an actual drummer and the guitars and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it, it, it the music sounded a little more secular. So like contemporary. You know I mean? Yeah. So like yeah, what so you would hear if you turn on the like, the radio. Yeah. It was a cover of that. Yeah. Okay. That, that kind of stuff. I mean, so it was like, okay, okay. And, but you know, God worked with it. Yeah. Like, good messages. I mean, yeah. You know, good messages. Good messages. You know, so, he, yeah. he worked with it. He brought me in yeah. and then like, you know, that relationship ended and I was still like, like, no, I loved it. Like I loved mm. this. So I kept going and I kept going yeah. and I was like a faithful Sunday attendee, you know, and, and, um, moved and, and was going to a, like a really tiny like, i went from like a mega church of like over 500 people to this tiny little church that i think is like maybe 30 people strong yeah <laughs> you know which is yeah. great in that sense because like it, it felt like a family sure it was just an awesome little family and i was um I, I got onto the business singer so i got on the worship team and was leading everyone up there nice. um along with my few other you know fellow worship leaders sure. and everything. Um, but we're up there leading the church every Sunday. And um, the point that started me on my search for God, actually, which in a way I'm so ashamed to admit it, but um, I had gotten a message of, uh, through Facebook from an old friend of mine. And he was asking me what I was doing this Sunday. And I was in, like, we were doing our rehearsals, like we do an hour or so before church, sound checks, everything. And... Um, I told him, you know, like, oh, well, you know, hey, I can't chat right now, but you know what? I'll talk to you after my sets and all. And I ended it. And, you know, I went up there and and they sang and I listened to the listen to this preacher talking and, and, and deliver his message and everything like that. And I get on my on my phone on Facebook and I, I read what I sent to him. And I was so ashamed of that because I went in front of these people that they, they were like my family and I 
I just described singing about God. It's just like it was a set. Mm. Like I was some sort of lounge singer and that was it. And it was just a performance. And I was like, where is the reverence here? Mm. Like I'm not reverencing it here. And, And if I'm not feeling reverence in what I'm doing, and I'm not feeling reverence in the message, not, not really in the message I'm hearing, as, as good as that group, uh, faithful Christians as they were, and they are really good people, it just wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling for me mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good enough to just be a non-denominational, to basically just not claim what I am, sure. you know, mm-hmm. uh, one way or another. So I just like, th- immediately that night, I was like, I need to, like, I need to start searching. I need to find where I feel like he is, like where I feel this reverence, not just like see it, but like more than that, where I feel it. And um, I went to Google. Because Google is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so in case some of you Catholic listeners are, are you know, interested. So if you go and you, you Google, like, the founders of all the major religions, um, Catholicism shows right up there. Jesus. Mm. Jesus. He's the only one. The only one that shows is Jesus of all the major religions out yeah. there. So I was like, well, you know what? I mean, Google's telling me this. And I'm like, maybe yeah. this should be where I start my search. He's a pretty cool guy. Maybe yeah. I should start there. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I yeah. trust him, right? Yeah. I trust him, right? We should strive for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I ended up doing, uh, researching a little bit more about uh, Catholicism. I mean, along my way, I did, I, you know, checked out a little bit about, like, Jewish, uh, Jewish faith and yeah. and a few other um, different, different uh, churches, you know, sure. I, I I got to like listen to um, uh, Muslim prayers once and all that. So it was a really interesting experience. So you really expanded your search. Oh, I totally like I yeah. expanded my search while still trying to find um, someone who was Catholic that would make me feel like okay, I can go with you because sure. I was just like super nervous and didn't want to go by myself. That's, that's fair. <laughs> like and walk into this building and be like, hey, I'm curious about you, and and not come across like, oh, she's that weird scientist that wants to like <laughs> like put us under a microscope and sorry, I, I am a scientist. In case you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I you know, met uh, this really, you know, met this good Catholic guy and, um, and I'm, I'm telling him like how I'd found Ascension Presents, but like I'd found this, I think he's a friar or something. He had brown robes <laughs> and I'm trying so hard to like, like this is, at the time, this was what I was thinking. He's got brown robes, and I'm trying so hard to listen to his little video. But he reminded me so much of Fire Tuck, you know, from Robin Hood. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I like I could not like I couldn't focus on him on him at all. And I feel like in some ways that was kind of the enemy stepping in and going like, oh well, I can keep her distracted on that, so she won't hear like mm. the truth in what he's saying. But you know, like God provided in that moment. And like when I mentioned that to to the guy, he's like, well, hey, you know who you should really listen to. Father Mike, Mike Smith, yes, yes. Uh, absolutely, the goat. <laughs> oh yeah, so. really is goaded at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like a, like we've said multiple times, mm-hmm. if you want to take a break from our podcast, go take out, yeah, take a listen to Father Mike Smith. He's, he's oh yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. What he does. Oh yeah, there's so many good messages. He's, yeah, we can history's got its eyes on Father Mike. Schmitz, we can okay? yeah, we can like go on and on about him. But anyways, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> or like Sister Miriam. Sister Miriam is awesome. Yeah, she's awesome too. Yeah. She's absolutely awesome. Like she's got the thing she does with her voice when she starts praying. 
chills. Oh yeah, like every time. I mean, that woman as soon as she like she normal talk and all that, and then and then she goes into prayer, and it's like ooh, and she hits this note like ah, oh, it's just like butter. It's so, <laughs> I mean, smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. But yeah. it's butter. Yeah. <laughs> Paula Dean said that once. <laughs> Anyway, is that uh, true? Yeah, I think she's. Yeah, think that's so. her whole thing. Like butter's butter. Yeah, isn't yeah. she in jail? I don't know. I don't think so. I probably shouldn't Anymore. talk about Paladin on this website. She's like, wasn't she like, like canceled she for being pretty, a racist or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. She's she's done. But anyways, it was she had good food. Relevant. The butter's butter. Nothing anyway. else. The food we can good. separate okay. the butter from the person. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Butter's butter. The recipes yeah. are still good. You know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I listened to uh, Father Mike Spitz, right? And I just started devouring all of his videos, like anything I could find. Like I was into Father Mike Smith before, like a lot of people were really into him. <laughs> like he wrote the Bible in a year and all that. Yeah. Like I was really into him. Do you I, still like him or is he oh, too cool now for you? Oh, no, no, no. No, <laughs> no I still I, I, like, I still love Father Mike Smith so much. Like I could go. Um, I've gone like I it's, it's out there on the web where you can find his homilies that he's giving yeah. at the college, like so I could see his homilies and be able to read them. That's awesome and all that. Like so, no, I've been a fan of his for some time. I don't know how you can like goes. stop being a fan of him. So I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I don't want to know at this point. Yeah, no, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, actually, found out that I am listening to the podcast, Cameron, because I'm probably your first like fan of the show that's been yeah. on. <laughs> so I found out we have something in common when it came to that conversion, like one of, the, one of those one of those moments, it being Father Mike Schmitz and it, it being that message of the hour that will save your life. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. such a good talk, oh, bro. Mm, so good, so good. Yeah. I mean, I was um, the day that I heard that I was working really late and I, you know, nobody's there and, and I'm just sitting in, in my lab and listening and admitted I was doing some data entry stuff and all that. Like, but so I was only kind of half focused. And at some point, like, I was like, oh, okay. Now and like, I'm totally like focused and listening. And, and I started by telling my story about like where I was coming from. Right. And, and the JWs to like really make that point that, you know, as a child and being raised that way, I was always taught like this is a symbol like and we don't partake of it, but this is a symbol. That's all it is. Right. We're talking about the. Yeah. The, the, the bread and the, the, you know, the bread and host the, at this yeah, point. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, yeah. Now I would say the host. Right. You know, and the blood, the body and the blood. Um, but I was always told it was a symbol. Always. And I can say honestly, like Father Mike Smith, that was the first time I was really told, like told the truth. Like told that, no, this is like, this is his body. This is his blood. Like absolutely, like 100%, like this is it. And like it just, it overwhelmed me. Yeah, it cuts you when you, you know, especially when you never, when you've never heard it Mm -hmm. like that. It overwhelmed me so much. So I was ugly crying. I finished up work. I'm like (laughs) trying to clean myself up and went home. And I immediately checked my Bible. Now, this is not a Catholic Bible, but I immediately checked my Bible and was like, I need to read. I need to I need to check this. Like this was sixes and Bibles. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Like John. Yeah. John six. I was like checking. I'm like, wait, does it really say this? And I was like. Father Mike Smith was right. Oh my goodness! Like it, it really does say this. Like it, this is totally what, what it 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 said, and yeah. it was just like mind blowing there. And you know, I just was like, okay, okay. Well, then I really want to go to a mass. Like I want to see this. I want to see if this is like real. Like and in the in in talking with a Catholic friend, right? Um, 
like he set it up so like we could go we could go to mass but it was going to be a couple weeks between the experience of listening to father mike schmitz and like when i would get to go to my first mass mm-hmm. and and also i'm like okay and like during those couple weeks i started to kind of like question things like oh maybe maybe i don't know like maybe maybe it was just that moment like maybe it was indigestion i don't know you know like <laughs> yeah. you know you just kind of go it's like, a phase yeah it's just kind of a phase it's like, heartburn yeah yeah, yeah stomach, you know diarrhea you know whatever right <laughs> phase, um, yeah yeah i mean just kind of like whatever um but like so so he decides he's going to take me to for my first mass we go down to holy hill uh, oh yeah oh. i've actually never been Oh yeah. What I'm sorry, side tangent. You've never been to Holy Hill. No, blame my way. Okay, <laughs> we are going because you I grew me? up. I grew up in that area ish, like 20 minutes from Holy Hill. I made it an effort at least once a year to get up there for a mass or just to be in that church because let me tell you, stunning. Mm-hmm. Can we go during like fall? Oh, I, oh yeah. We're going this fall. This is we're setting oh, yeah. this up. Oh, it's so gorgeous. It is. It is stunning there. Mm-hmm. I so if that would that <laughs> first mass experience, you like peaked right there. It was like oh, yeah. as far as setting goes, <laughs> like like I mean I shouldn't say peak because like there's probably like the Vatican's like the cathedral. Yeah, I'm just saying. But like yeah. Yeah. but like Holy Hill, as far as Wisconsin churches. Wisconsin, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He totally stunning. like it was it was a moment of like, okay, so while I'm questioning things, right? Where God was like, Oh no, no, I'm not only gonna like really I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Yeah. I'm going to show you what I started with that message that night. Like, I'm going to reinforce this with you so hard. Like, yeah. So coming in, I've seen this exquisite architecture. And I love architecture. I'm seeing this exquisite oh, architecture so, around so me. Amazing. So much beauty. And it was just mind-blowing. And and I'm like, I'm seeing the procession of the priests and everything going up. I don't understand or know what any of this is because mind you this is my very first mass right. ever and and i didn't want to like research too much about it so yeah. I, I wanted to be able to take in the whole experience of it so i'm kind of watching this all go down and and they're going through the different parts of the liturgy everything like that i'm like i'm listening politely but i'm still just going okay okay well all right i've kind of seen some of this this is a little that's familiar. A little familiar, sure. like right? Like they're reading from, yeah. Right, right. A little, it's pretty a little, standard for a little, every, little familiar, like right? For most churches, you, you know. Um, yeah. and then they're getting to the parts where it's not familiar, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. Now we're now we're raising ho- ho- all that, like, oh, okay. Well, this is different. Mm-hmm. Like this is super different. And then like, and the the chalice and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then it was the oh, now I'm seeing. I'm seeing people walk up and and go and receive. Mm. And um, the guy who took me uh, up there, he wanted to make sure he wasn't going to like he could have in that moment. He could have let me just be passively just sitting. But he was like, no, 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 no. no. He, he showed me what to do, crossing myself. And I was getting up there in line mm-hmm. and, and getting a blessing from the priest. Heck and intimidating. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm, I'm getting up there, and this was a long procession of people because they were doing some sort of uh, Filipino appreciation thing and all that. So I mean, like yeah. they, there were a lot of people there yeah. of that nationality up there, and um, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to get really choked up about it, but and I do like every time I it's talk okay. about this. It's okay, but um, in my life, I'd never seen people have so much reverence mm. for receiving 
what in my head was just oh okay it's just it's just a cracker it's just mm. grape juice like that was that was my exposure to it in the non-denominational churches it was just a just a cracker in grape juice we're just you know? re-performing this right mm. i'd never seen so much reverence given at all and i remember getting up to the front of that line and and that priest just looked at me so gently and lovingly and and he just blessed me. And I had this moment where it just felt like time stood still for a second. And it was just like, like, God, if you, if you only knew, if you knew what I'd been through, what, yeah. I, what I've done, like you would never, you would never want to have this man bless me like that. And he did. Mm. And he did. And I barely made it. Um, from up there, up front by the sanctuary, barely made it down to the pews before I was like ugly crying <laughs> again. And this is a pattern for you. <laughs> there was kind of a pattern, yes. And this, this like, you know, just being, it's true. They say, you know, sometimes you just get so overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know, in these moments. Like, and right. I, and I mean, and I know I realize I'm very lucky to have this like definitive moment where like the Holy Spirit jumped in, like clearly jumped into my life and yeah. said, "This is where you're going," like mm. here. It's so beautiful. Um, and yeah, and so like I just yeah, ugly crying, and I I still I feel so bad when I when I tell the story. Like thinking back, I'm like this poor guy. Oh, this poor guy. Like here, <laughs> I mean, like third date with a girl, the last thing like, and she is ugly crying, and I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. This man is like head down and like not looking at me right now. <laughs> Because he is all in reverence because he just received Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so I, I, I pull myself together and um, and the mass is ended, right? And and he just kind of looks over at me and he's like, so kind of like, um, you mind telling me what happened? <laughs> so, some, not quite in those words, but, yeah. you know, something like that. And I like try to, like, I'm still like so speechless about it, but I'm kind of fumbling through like, this is what I went through, mm-hmm. like, and trying to explain it to him. And, and I will never forget what he said. Like, never. He just said, welcome to the Catholic Church. <laughs> just like that. That like, is a mic drop, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah, just like that. And, and, and he was right. Like, just bam. I was like, yeah. Like, that was it. That was, that was my absolute, like, I'm done. I'm done searching. I'm, like, I am all in. Like, I had awesome. immediate like immediate conversion was like, I'm, I'm on one Lord. Like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Mm. And, and, uh, and he's like, well, you probably want to talk to a priest. I'm like, where is he? (laughs) (laughs) Is he available? Yeah. Well, yeah, he he was like, well, he's probably in confession. All right. Okay. Where's that? And (laughs) (laughs) so like, if you guys don't know that about me, I'm I can be a little like, if I'm like, I'm like, let me do it now. Let me do it right now. The door. Like right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I was polite. I no, didn't. No, I didn't knock on the door. I waited in line yeah, like, for the confessional, just like <laughs> any proper Catholic would. Although I wasn't Catholic. <laughs> so, side note, um, I, I found out after. You know, you're not supposed to do that if you're not Catholic. <laughs> you're, like, you're not super, supposed to go in there. Because <laughs> so, you're not, um, you're not baptized at this I point. I was even, no, so. I wasn't baptized or anything. But you know, I'm waiting in line. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't know any better. 
So um, I'm waiting there in line. And this cute little boy is there. And he's um, he's been talked to his dad. It comes in line behind me. And he's like, the dad is clearly explaining to him what he's supposed to do for like his first confession mm-hmm. and all that. And I'm listening. And this little boy looks so nervous. And I... I honestly do not know what possessed me to do this, but um, but I, I just looked down at him and I was like, hi. And he's like, hi. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you know, this is my first time going to confession too. And I really don't know what to do. Could you help me? And this little boy got so excited. And oh so he God. just starts telling me like, everything that his dad had just been telling him and i swear this like father i don't know who he is out there but if he hears this like oh that was i totally am with you there like that was a proud daddy moment you could see him he was that father was just beaming he was so happy that that his his little boy was listening and and really had caught on to the lessons that he'd been teaching him like proper catechesis right there um but um so he finishes telling me everything i need to do right to Mm -hmm. go to confession Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, thank you so much, you know. And I said, well, you know, I'm Jacqueline. And and, and what's your name? And he goes, John Paul. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You don't see a lot of John Pauls, like, yeah. recently. I feel like, I feel like it's our a, generation. My generation. Yeah, I, I had a John Paul in my class for sure. Yeah. And he went by John Paul, 100%. Yo. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so like I had little John Paul that was teaching me how to go to confession <laughs> before I technically was even baptized. Um, so that was fun. That's always a fun little story to share. But uh, yeah, so I get in there and talk to the like the priest. He starts his it the, starts. The, I, I hate the to say to spill, sac- but yes, he starts. Yeah. He, yep, he starts that. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Father. Um, I, I'm I'm actually not Catholic, <laughs> but and he, he just kind of like oh. And, and then I explained to him, like, what I just experienced upstairs, like, just mm-hmm. in the mass. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I don't know what I need to do, but I need to do this. Like, I need to do this now. Like, I'm, I'm all in. Like, let, mm-hmm. tell me what I need to do. I will, like, I'll, like, that, do I need a swimming suit? Do, what do I need to do? <laughs> like, like, what do I need to do to get this thing going? And he was like, okay. And he established, you know, okay, well, you're not from around here. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, you need to get a hold. Like, look in, look up whichever parish is close to where you're currently living and uh, contact them about the RCA program and all that and get going. And so I'm doing this. And like my RCA, the RCIA director was like on some sort of vacation or something. So like I, <laughs> I feel so bad now. I was harassing this poor man for <laughs> like three weeks trying to find <laughs> out like, please just like, when can I get in the classes? When are they? What are they? I, yeah. I was so adamant. Finally, he got back to me. And we were able to start mm. the RCA process through through the parish um, that I came to the church in, which, I mean, I came to the church technically not here in Manitowoc, if I'm very honest. It was in Greenville at, the, at St. Mary's in the Immaculate okay. Conception. Yeah. Were so, you confirmed at the cathedral? Mm, um, was I confirmed? I think so. I think so. That's part of those rites and everything, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was there, yeah. In Green um, Bay? Mm-hmm. Up in Green Bay. Yep. 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 But we have the tie because um, St. Mary's Inaccurate Conception, that's where Father Mike Warden went. So I've got F- Father Warden was out here at uh, St. Francis of Assisi. I actually have never oh, met. This Father must Michael. have been pre your time here. Yeah. So he actually put Dark in. Times. Oh, yeah. He put in like, I think, a year or so out here at St. Francis of Assisi. So uh, 
for, gotcha. for any of the older viewers, if you remember uh, Father Warden, yeah, he's out there in Greenville and, and also he's doing great out there. And um, yeah, so he is actually the priest that brought me in, brought me into the church. Beautiful. Yeah, it was really awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I went through all of that, started going through the RCA process. There's the whole like, you know, going through RCAA during 2020. That was fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome yeah <laughs> you know um and and there's some stories that, uh, of things in there uh but i don't, don't want to push your podcast late you know too long with that but there's lots of little stories that come from being yeah. in there um but uh happily i was able to you know enter into the church in 2020 um had to get a uh, well i had to push a little bit to be honest um because we were told, you know, we weren't going to be able to come to church. All of us, you know, that were coming into the church in 2020 and, and, and yeah. all. There was going to be no one coming in at Easter Vigil. And um, both myself and this nurse in Milwaukee, we were really adamant about it. Like, okay, we are both essential workers. And I mean, we're we're putting our life out there on the line and all that. And like the, the uh, what is it called? You know, when you're, the, the desire to, to join the church. Like mm-hmm. I, I know there's a, I can't think of what it is called right now, but um, they have that. And, yeah. and it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, if something happens to you between now and your baptism, like you're covered under that, this desire to join the church. I'm like, that's not really good enough for either of us. So we had to get, yeah. <laughs> we had to get special permission um, from the Bishop in order to come into the church. And so we came into the church actually technically on uh, Easter Sunday, of 2020 mm, okay and there were a lot of restrictions on that you yeah. know where i mean we basically we were coming into church like old school where you know people were you know hiding and yeah. they didn't want others to know that they were getting baptized because uh you know they, they could be killed <laughs> for their faith you know um Gosh. yeah so my first easter vigil wasn't until actually like what last year 2021 where i actually got to like 2021 yeah yeah we did yeah Yeah, so it was the first time i actually got to see an easter vigil and i had had friends like ask me like that was yeah that was not me not me that was a table it was a table that was shaking jack there was a uh there was an earthquake yeah that's really it i'll go with it don't worry an earthquake yeah yeah but um yeah so i was asked like is uh did I feel like I missed anything by coming in the way that I did? And that was all just very quiet and, and like really nobody there, but like wow. my, my godmother and, um, my godfather's proxy and like the priest and that was it. And myself, like that was, that was it, you know? Um, and I was like, honestly, no, I, I, after seeing the Easter vigil and everything as beautiful as it is, I honestly could say I, I did not. Like, I didn't miss anything because it was exactly the way that God wanted me to come to the church. Mm-hmm. Like, it was more, it was so hyper-focused on just my relationship with him. Mm. And, that, and that was all it meant. Right. Like, it was just me and it was him. Everything else didn't really <sighs> matter didn't, in that moment. Just no. The, just the fact that you're becoming Catholic and mm-hmm. that's all that mattered yeah, in that and, moment. And getting baptized. Yeah. And, and, all. and it was this beautiful moment, and, you yeah. know. And like, um, and Father Warden, he... Uh, he had so much of that extra chrism, you know, that they have to use up because the priest had to use it up a special <laughs> right. way, right? Yeah. Um, so I I remember being told like later because I've never seen a baptism before. I have no idea what's going on, right. right? So I've got my head. I'm leaning over this little, you know, the baptismal font and everything. And then I'm being told later like like what my God 
the godmother and and the proxy they were like he just kept pouring he just kept pouring that oil he kept pouring it down (laughs) all over your head and all that and like i remember my rci director um he was like he told us all beforehand he was like don't you dare don't you dare wipe that chrism oil off of your forehead i don't care if it comes down in your eyes you do not wipe that off (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay i remember what he said i can't do this like so i'm like and i mean he'd poured father had bless him he'd poured so much on me <laughs> i'm like bringing my head up and, and the chrism is just dripping down my face oh like my eyelashes eyes? oh yeah i let oh. down my nose i'm like what am i supposed to do i can't <laughs> I i'm like i'm starting to cry because <laughs> chrism is getting in my eyes this is painful <laughs> rebirth is painful yeah. you know so yeah, yeah, yeah right exactly. it was it was totally cool <laughs> but yeah it worth was, it it was it was totally worth it it was yeah. completely worth it and i mean right. i remember like my godmother saying at this moment um because she's just a little bit older than me but she had said like she's she's a mom of bless her she's a mom of like i think 12 kids now and oh, wow. she has what yeah a mom of 12 yeah. Oh, oh, she yeah. has 12 biological kids? Yes, 12 biological kids. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately there've been some miscarriages in oh. there, but oh, um Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. bless her. But um Saints. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saints. They're, they're, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, intercessory praying for their family and everything. Absolutely. Um but I love how she told me that um that actually with all of these children and all the baptisms that she had uh, you know been a part of with her kids, like she said you're, you know, and she confirmed because she's had a child since my baptism. She's like, it's your baptism was the only one I cried at. Mm. And she was like, there was something so special about seeing an adult coming into the church like that and choosing to be baptized. And, and all she just was like, that was, yeah. it was so moving to see that, you know. I kind of feel that though, in a way, like whenever I'm at Easter Vigil and I'm seeing adults up there. There's something about it that you just want to talk to them and mm-hmm. be like, what, you know, I want to know what, why you're up here. You know, it's mm-hmm. amazing. But mm-hmm. like, um, it's, you know, every baptism is, is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. such a, it's amazing. Um, but there is something about the, the adult baptisms, um, that they're making that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. I'm with you there. I, um, or with uh, your godmother there and, yeah. and her saying that. One thing I, I keep thinking about with, is you walking up with your arms crossed mm-hmm. and, and the priest giving you a blessing. How different that had to feel knowing that you are an outsider and your previous experiences as an outsider growing up, up until, you know, you, you, you're 16 I'm taking this full circle. You're 16. You leave the church. You're now an outsider. Mm-hmm. How different you're treated versus, you know, if you had walked into the Jehovah's churches, you would have had people, you know, screaming at you like your father was screamed at, you know, people quoting scripture, calling him this, calling him that. And just the difference. You walk into Holy Hill, beautiful setting. You go through the entire mass. You get up there for why we're there the reason why we're there and this priest instead of saying get back get out of line he blesses you like i i i am i don't know what you were feeling i mean you you had said it was overcome with emotion and you lost it oh yeah but i'm like getting emotional for you (laughs) because i'm thinking about like how many times 
not not in church, but like in life, we feel rejected, and then we don't, and how good it feels. Mm-hmm. And here you are seeking truth, seeking God, mm-hmm. and in that moment, you find Him there mm-hmm. in in the Eucharist. In the Eucharist, absolutely. In this priest who blesses you, not calls you names, not uses scripture to tell you you're this, to tell you you're that, he blesses you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love this church. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. And it's a, I love this. It's a different beast uh, as a fellow adult who came into the church. Uh, but I came from Christendom, all the, you know, Protestant, Catholic, Protestant, Catholic. Um, and even in my not formative years, I was Protestant. I wasn't Catholic anymore because my parents had left the church. But um, as an adult, it, it it truly is different because you you choose you choose God in that instance, and you're overcome with the emotion. Mine was in the confessional. My that experience, that experience that you had, mine was in the confessional. But um, there's a there's a there's a feeling of it's this weird mixture of like joy and sadness Mm -hmm. because while you're so happy to be a part of the church, you realize, Oh my gosh, how much have I missed? (laughs) Because for me, it was, there was a, it was a seven, I had a 17 year gap um, from when my parents left the church and we went, started going to a Protestant church Mm -hmm. to when I came back to the church that's 17 years, how much I have missed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and, it's, and it's, it's really hard because you, because to God, those 17 years, whatever, but you're spurred on a little bit more as an adult who comes into the church mm-hmm. because as humans, like we know we, we are on granted time, borrowed time, if you will. So you lose all that time. And you want to try to make that up. So you, you're spurred forward to do as much as you can mm-hmm. for the church because you want to give back to the church that has so lovingly saved you and accepted you for who you are, for who you wanted to be Absolutely. beyond all of the crap that you did in that gap. And, you know, you had a huge gap too. And, I literally had nothing. You I had mean, nothing. I, 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 yeah, I mean, so it's like right. birth that that was your yeah, gap. I, I had nothing. My I, gap like, was law, and it's God takes that those things and just tosses it behind and 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 just says now, right? You yeah. know, yeah. It, it's um, okay if your journey starts later. Oh, it's absolutely. okay. It doesn't. It doesn't matter when. Mm-hmm. It just matters that it that, that, it you, that you made. Yeah, that you made that choice, and now. It's God saying, "Okay, yeah. welcome." Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. Uh, it, I, I thank you. Depending on whether you're one years old, zero years old, fifty years old, mm-hmm. 40, 20, whatever. How many numbers are you gonna do? I go do all of them. <laughs> all the numbers. One. <laughs> so we just do zero to zero to infinity, inclusive, the please. Age, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was just going the integers though. <laughs> I just forgot the what I was going with though. Um, but depend. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that's um, just why it's so beautiful that you can you can be any age you want um, and be welcomed into the church and not have to feel like 
you're any different. Yeah. You know? And your, your story makes me think, uh, yesterday with the, confirma- the confirmation students, we were talking about how the spirit brings freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, your story, I think, is one of those. So in Genesis, um, after Adam and Eve screw up, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, they can totally um, hear you, right? <laughs> hey, man. Um, so Adam and Eve screw up and they, they hide. Mm. And God, when, when, when God comes back into the garden, he says, where are you? Mm-hmm. Um, because they have, you know, hidden from him. And the, and I told the kids, like, the entirety of scripture is God asking, where are you? Mm-hmm. Because it's the, only, it's the only religious text where it's not man's search for God, it's God's search for us. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible to see the lengths that God went through to get you, and he did get you at the end, which is good. Oh, yeah. And the story is, you know, God gets who he needs to get. Mm. We just need to give a little bit, the tiniest bit in relation to what he's getting for us. All we have to do is say yes. It's amazing what happens when you open your heart just a little bit. Yeah. And I always say this too. I've been on confirmation retreats. I've been on, uh, you know, mission trips with students who, you know, Maybe they're there because their parents want them to be there, or maybe they're there because they need the volunteer hours. And you know, but if you give your spirit, just if you give your heart just a little bit, it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can take a quarter of an inch <laughs> and just burst that door open uh, if if you allow it to happen. Um, so it's oh, uh, floodgates of mercy, baby. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. 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 It's let awesome. Those, let those gates open. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, and I, I know like I'd have heard that, that message before, you know, like where the, the scriptures in Genesis where God is like calling out to you, where are you? And like the mm-hmm. importance of like how you hear that as a, as a Christian, you know, like how you hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, do you hear this like angry voice of like, mm-hmm. where are you? You know, or do you hear this like loving voice? Like, mm-hmm. where are you? You know? mm-hmm. And you hear like that ache, that cry, like, I need you. Where yeah. are you? I mean, the word you know, Abba you so is much. used so many times to describe God and as the father. It's not a, uh, it's an endearing term. Abba right. is an endearing term of like daddy, like, like this is our relationship. Right. You know, um, so it's not, gosh, it's not this like formal it's this no, it's, like yeah it's it's absolute like, like loving father who's absolutely. searching for his son absolutely you know? and I like, mean, yeah, we could go on and on about so many scriptures oh yeah so, so, <laughs> much. so many pieces where yeah God the father so it, yeah jack and i just wanted to give you a last last couple because we see how it see what we we're just talking about how we just like go over an hour and not even know we're at an hour and six minutes oh wow. so um that's all right and i'm not yelling at anybody this no. is Jacqueline, your story was so phenomenal um, thank you so much for sharing. I just wanted you, you to give um, a couple of plugs because I know that you are in a play mm-hmm. coming up yeah. at the Forest Inn. Yep, I am. I'm in uh, Shakespeare's uh, Midsummer Night's Dream out there at the Forest Inn, one of the fairies. Okay. So, um, is this your first uh, show? Actually, this is my second. I, I was in a play of theirs uh, last uh, last summer oh, cool. uh, with Streetcar Names Desire. Um, so, yeah, this is my second one out there. Nice. Um, it, it's a really fun um, experience. It's, it's a little bit more of a, um, what you would say, like maybe an immersive 
kind of Shakespeare because, mm. you know, we're coming out at the audience. It's a very oh, spoilers, small spoilers. little theater. Oh, spoilers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, not quite, not quite spoilers. If anyone who's gone to Forest End knows, like, that's, that's kind of common. Um, spoiler, it's a pretty common play, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not spoiling anything. This yeah, I think we've had like this discussion, John. <laughs> so, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I'm in that. Um, I'm also, um, I'm an Encounter uh, School of Ministry uh, student. I'm in their first year. We graduate in 2023. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, so that's the first year of that with the diocese. Um, trying to think of anything else. Uh, on the science side of things, I'm, I'm, I'm a lead chemist, so I'll... Smart yeah. as heck. Smarty, yeah. Anybody who says, you know, you can't have, you can't be a scientist and be Catholic. No, oh, I got, I got can. some arguments for there. Yeah. If you guys want to bring me back on for that. I, I've got, I've got. <laughs> I'm with you lot. there. Like being a nurse, like learning all about science in the body. And it's like, no, uh-huh. you definitely can be. Oh yeah, in fact, totally. Yeah. I mean, this you is can't a whole like, other, it's almost like podcast. you almost can't, oh, yeah. can't be like, you've almost got like, you can't be a scientist and not oh, Christian totally. because it doesn't. There's like, yeah, this sounds like a really good idea for another podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) we can say this for another podcast. Oh, yeah, we'll see you in a year. Yeah, because uh, (laughs) no, it shouldn't take a year to bring me back. (laughs) I like this discussion. (laughs) We got so many great, so many great people at our parish that we want to bring on. So, Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a such a joy to hear your story. No problem. Um, and he was well. What about that Hamilton reference? I made one. I'm one of the first fans on. I made one. Where is it? Where I made one today. Give me another one. No. Oh, come on. I made one today. <laughs> what was the reference? I didn't catch yeah, it. You got to go back and listen, oh, baby. I'll, I'll oh, tell you off air. I'll tell oh, you off air. All right. Sounds okay. good. I can make a chosen reference. How about that? Because this totally applies to my story. You know, I feel so, I'm so with Mary on this. We're like, with my particular story, I absolutely can say like that. I knew what life was like, you know, without him. And then I know what life is like with him. And like mm-hmm. that whole difference in my life really is like that was that was jesus yeah that was him coming into Mm -hmm. my life and moving in the holy spirit like he absolutely stepped in beautiful as he steps in hopefully for as he steps in uh for all of us with certainty yeah if you would like to be like jacqueline and Mm -hmm. you would like to be on the podcast you can send us an email at humbly speaking pod at gmail.com if you have any uh prayer intentions of course we are praying for everyone who listens to this we ask that you pray for us as well you can also submit those at the email and we will be back in a few weeks with another episode praise be jesus christ amen